Life is full of surprises, twists and turns, curveballs, or whatever it is that you may call it. But in the midst of all that, we have something that we can hold on to called hope. Hope looks like the light at the end of the tunnel. It will keep you going. It will anchor your soul. If you feel you're in a place where your hope has been deferred, hold on. The tide will soon turn. Keep going and don't give up. Welcome to our very first groundbreaking episode of Hope Stories with your host, Faith. Whether you're working from home or on your way to work or just relaxing on your couch, it's always a great time to tune in and get your hope levels high. To kick off our very first episode, which is titled Hope Appoints, is a pioneer of notes. Meet Leti Wenube, a lady who has me wondering how she has packed all these titles behind her name in the number of years that she has lived. She is a former educator, a certified coach, entrepreneur, motivational and keynote speaker, a facilitator, author, and wait for it, a wife and mother of three. So wherever you are, without wasting more of your time, grab a cup of coffee or whatever you'd like to sip on and snuggle under your warm blanket or couch and let hope begin to fill your soul as we sit down to speak to Letiwe and find out the treasures that she has in her bag that will reignite your hope and zeal for life. Letiwe, welcome. Hi Faith, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be the first um, on this awesome podcast. Thank you. It's a privilege for us. So excited to get into the interview. But I'm going to first start off with a question that just uh, to ease you into the interview before we ask the questions. So tell me if someone had to ask you, which one is your favorite African country? What would you say? And why would you choose that? Oh, wow. That is awesome. I would actually say Zimbabwe, hey? Okay. Why? And the reason, <laughs> and the reason I choose that, I think they are such a resilient, or we are such a resilient nation. And um, they've gone through so much, like so much from mm. um, colonialism through to the atrocities that have happened, you know, like all through um, the years, especially the recent years. They've gone through fam- mm-hmm. famines. They've gone through a lot of challenges and yet they've they're a nation that have always trusted in God and they've never mm. had an attitude of somebody else must do it for me. They've always had an attitude of, you know, getting things done and nobody owes them anything and just mm. having a positive outlook in life. So I, I think that's one country I would, you know, I, I, I really appreciate. And of course, I'm wow. also from Zimbabwe. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I love like the different aspects of Zimbabwe that you actually brought out. And I would definitely agree with that 100%. Just for me to describe you to the audience so that they can picture you, Letiwe is like this dynamite that comes in small packages. (laughs) Picture a beautiful, petite, confident, and bold lady in killer heels, always oozing with passion and zeal for life. Letiwe, tell us, who are you? I must say, it's amazing, but and, and I'm so humbled by the way that you introduced me and all, but I must say that it is all God. I am passionate about God. I'm passionate about the word. 
that is me mm-hmm. passionate about helping people i'm passionate mm-hmm. about growing people helping people get to their potential their god-given mm-hmm. destiny and purpose i yeah. feel that is my purpose in life so to speak I'm a mother of three awesome children. They are just fantastic. Oh my goodness. When I start speaking about my children, Faith, I do not stop. <laughs> I, I just love my children so much. My first child is in university and my mm-hmm. last is actually going to high school next year. I am super blessed. And my middle child, whom I must mention because she always talks about the middle child syndrome and how <laughs> she is always ignored and how she is always left out of everything. So I must mention Sinovia. That's me in a nutshell, married to an awesome, gentle soul that mm-hmm. loves the Lord. That, that is so hard, hardworking. And that's my husband, uh, Timbani. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like a really nice, warm and very close family that you have. So going back to one of the labels, you say you are a former teacher. Uh, tell us more. Why former? Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm currently an educator. What happened? What is the story there? I think actually a former would rather remove the former there because once a teacher, always a teacher. As a mom, mm-hmm. you're a teacher. As a pastor, I'm a teacher. But officially, mm-hmm. I left I left teaching in 2016 because I felt that I had to move into a new phase of my life. Mm-hmm. The Lord was speaking to me in a way that I felt, you know, I, I couldn't continue with teaching and I just needed to do basically just move into the next phase of my life. So I left teaching in 2016 officially. Wasn't that like a bit of a scary place for you? Had you not like thought of yourself as a teacher for the rest of your life? How did you feel about that? To be honest with you, it was one of the scariest moments in my life. But I Mm -hmm. had been subconsciously preparing for it because one of the privileges of working with the Lord is that he speaks. And not only does he speak, he confirms his word. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. You know that scripture. So for a very long time, actually from from the time I began my career in teaching, I knew that I was going to leave that aspect of of my life behind. So I was preparing and it was more like, Lord, when is it going to happen, you know? They, there were okay. so many um, words, prophetic words, words of knowledge that had been given to me about my future. You know, I'm talking 20 years ago, 15 years ago. But of course, when the time comes and you need to make the actual decision, that was so difficult. And I remember, Faith, I had to spend a lot of time alone with God, praying and seeking mm-hmm. God because I was afraid that it if if you know had i made the wrong decision i would have found myself in the wrong place doing the wrong mm-hmm. things altogether so yeah it was it was really a time of deep deep introspection as well as deeply seeking god mm-hmm. so in terms of the other thing that you actually do you went to the john maxwell school of leadership Did that immediately follow after you left teaching? How did you end up at the John Maxwell School of Leadership? Actually, that happened while I was still teaching. So, um, you know, you will not believe it, but a couple of years prior to that, I was watching television and something about John Maxwell came on. And I just felt the Lord say, you are going to do this at some point in your life. 
and I sure. was given details about it. I just didn't know when. And when the opportunity mm-hmm. presented itself, one of the challenges that I had was the finances of going through that training and that course because it uh, cost quite a, a little bit um, and it was going to leave quite a dent in our pockets. But God availed the funds. Mm-hmm. Like everything was set in motion for me without me having to struggle. So I knew that it was time for me to progress to that. So I started my training while I was still teaching. And so the next thing, of course, was to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, what do I do with this teaching now? Now that I'm I'm doing this course, what am I doing with it? And that's when the word came. Actually, if I don't know if you've got enough time, Faith, but I'll I'll give you the vision that was actually laid before me. I had a vision where... I was a, a, a plant and I I was, it was a beautiful little plant and it was just put in a small little garden, you know, tiny. I wouldn't even say it was a garden it, and it was really lovely. But the Lord said, you are like this plant and you mm. are doing so well. You are so beautiful where you are, but it's time for me to uproot you. And I was shown a huge field. And the Lord said, this is where I'm going to place you now. So I knew that my season had come and I was Mm. not going to argue with destiny. So that's Mm. when I made the move. That is so profound. And I love how God actually laid it out for you and made it easy for you to make that next step instead of uh, just leaving you to wallow in. Oh, so what's going to happen next in my life? leaving you disappointed. He was actually moving you to appoint you to greater things, so to speak. I love that. Where have you been using the skills that you got from there? What is the big field now in terms of naturally where God has placed you because of that? God is so good. So my husband and I have a company called Impact Shake. Shake is in Mm -hmm. safety, health, risk, uh, quality, uh, management. We do all that consulting and all of that. I'm not a big part of, of the side of consulting and safety and health. But what we yeah. have done is we have a leadership academy as well. That is part of the company that we we have. So we, we go into companies. We are training companies. We've trained big companies. I don't know if I'm at liberty to share the names and so on. So God has really opened a door, a huge door. And not only that, because of my background as a teacher, I also Mm. go into schools and I give back. I do leadership training maybe for leaders in the school prefects as Mm. they are called teachers and so on and so forth. So that's where that skill is actually being used. And also at the in the church, you know, as well that I pastor, there's a lot of leadership that's to be done there as well. So that training as well is coming into play more and more. And I actually see it expanding right before my yeah. eyes. That's exactly well, what the Lord has done for us. Mm. The point that you're making that God actually prepares you. Sometimes you go through a season not knowing that the skills that you're acquiring will actually keep you in good stead in the next season that God is placing you in. All the different angles or doors that God has opened for you just because you you were obedient, first of all, to start in teaching. 
but then kept mm. on being obedient when he decided, you know what, it's now time for you to go to a bigger field. That's a great story. And I think for those that are listening, just to, to, to show you how encouraging it is that God actually prepares us. Sometimes you look down on a certain place in your life and you think, what am I going to use this for? But you are being trained for where you are going to go in your next season. And let's see, while you mentioned your business, you also spoke that you, you pastor a ministry. So tell us about that and, and tell us how you, you, you juggle pastoring and being in the business. Absolutely. Um, before I answer that, I just wanted to say mm. just in, you know, just supporting what you were talking about, about preparation. I've actually mm. discovered that what God does is he calls you. And when he calls you, you do not need to jump the gun. Like most of the time, God calls us and we know there's a yearning, there's confirmation that you are going to be something, you're going to do something, you're going to change someone or something. And then we want to jump the gun and we want to do things using our own expertise, using our own skills, our own power, our own strength. What I've realized is that when God calls you, he prepares you. And preparation can take any amount of time. For me, the call of God actually happened some 20, 26 years ago. I knew there were were prophecies. There were, as I said, words of knowledge, you name it. And I knew in my heart where I was going to end up and what I was going to do. But I had to be patient and I had to let the Lord deal with my heart, deal with my attitudes, deal with my Mm. character deal with a lot of aspects of me you know that had to be corrected before he did what the third step which is commissioned so god calls he prepares and then he commissions you he then lets you out into the world after having Mm. pruned and dealt with all the stuff that needs to be dealt with Mm. god actually sets you up in such a way that you cannot fall or sets you up for victory when you get to where you're supposed to absolutely god sets us sets us up for victory all the time Mm -hmm. all the time you know because god knows all he sees all he knows the beginning from the end and he already has a plan remember he says to jeremiah before you're in your mother's womb i knew you he had called jeremiah before then you know, so he, he that's the same thing with all of us. He calls us. He knows us what we're going to be, what we're going to do, mm-hmm. what our lives are going to be about. And he also knows the end as well. So why not let mm-hmm. him set us up and him do everything that needs to be done? Indeed, indeed. So back to how, how do you partner God's kingdom with the secular business world, secular in, in codes? How do you partner that or how do you, how do you handle yourself in that space? That's a great question, Faith. So when our company began, the Lord spoke to us before we even went out. He spoke to my husband and I, and he said, I'm going to bless you with a business, and this business is going to support the work of God. So obviously, mm. you do yeah. not know the beginning from the end. We did not know that God had planned that 10 or so years later, we would be having a ministry. So we thought that mm. we were just supporting other people's ministries. So that was the word that was given over the company. And so. I don't believe 
there is a, anything that is circular or anything that is because everything is is given by God. So this company mm. was given by God. It's just the same in the kingdom of the Lord. There are different callings. Remember, there are some that are called to be pastors. There are some that are called to be mm. um, evangelists, prophets, you name it. And then there yes. are also some that are called in the ministry of helps. That includes business people that have been called to actually support the work of God, to support the mm. kingdom of God. God has assigned specific individuals that he has said he will bless and he will lift up so that the kingdom of God does not suffer financially. Remember, God owns, mm. all, owns all things and God does not want us to be beggars faith. We should yes. not go into the world asking for funds. We need churches to be built. Churches have rentals. Churches have got water bills. Churches right now in the COVID situation, we are supporting so many families that are mm. distraught, that have got no food, that have got, that's money. And where's that money going to come from? So that's money, that money is coming from businesses that the Lord has actually commissioned to do what? To serve the kingdom of God. And mm. our business is such a business where we know that it's the Lord and where we know that it is to serve the purpose of God's work. Mm, mm, mm. If there's anybody out there listening who's still thinking, can I partner my going out into the marketplace with my beliefs? There you go. Go for it. It's time. Let's see where I just want to change the direction of our, our discussion for a little. So you have a website and on your website, you've got a couple of things that are available to anyone that visits. And one of the things that I saw, there was a video of you speaking about how as human beings we should be excited about challenges. So far, I've heard you talking about from victory to victory to victory. Did you experience any challenges along the way? And how did you get to start thinking as human beings we should actually be excited about challenges? Most of us avoid pain at all costs. <laughs> Faith, that is um, <laughs> amazing. It, it, thanks for asking that because every victory of mine that I have had has come from a challenge. It has come from a season of crying and weeping and seeking the Lord. As much as I can tell you that um, when I started the, the training business and when I left edu the education sector, it was not mm. easy. I had to go before the Lord and I had to seek God. And I remember one time I had spent a morning of worship and 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 just ministering to the Lord and the Lord showed up and had to say to me at that point you can choose you can choose it's either you can stay where you are or you can allow me to use you it's your choice and if you stay where you are I will bless you my child you are my child mm -hmm. you your heart is after me so the with everything that I've gone through or everything that that is a, a victory or a breakthrough right now has come or has been birthed from a challenge. There is mm. nothing that has just simply happened. I had to make a stand and I had to make choices and I had to choose the side of the Lord ultimately. Mm. So the challenges, mm. have, the challenges have been there. So, so in short, you're saying like the challenge is actually 
made you stronger, but you also needed to make a conscious choice. As God says, I, I put before you life and death, choose life. So you needed to actually intentionally say, I'm choosing life and get up and, and take a stand concerning your circumstances. Absolutely. I had to make the, the, the choice to just to go to, to, to God and, and, and stand up to the challenges and actually realize that God is bigger than the challenges. My God is greater than the challenges. And also I had to stand on the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord to me is final. So no mm-hmm. matter what the challenge looked like for me at that point in time, I realized mm-hmm. that what was the ultimate end or, or, or the end result was going to be the word of the Lord. I also believe that God always looks at our response to failures. Whenever he mm. called, if we go to the word of the Lord, whenever he called anybody, they always had a response. I, I too felt that I had to choose my response. An example, when he called Moses, Moses had a response of failures. He had a response mm. of unworthiness. If you go to the book of Exodus 3 from about verse 10 to verse 16, he had a fear of rejection. He had a fear that he lacked the giftedness. He had an inferiority complex, you name it. And he mentioned all of those things to the Lord. And I also, in those challenges, I had to realize that, okay, God is actually waiting for my response. What is my response Mm. going to be? Will it be a response Mm. of, of being defeated and lack of trust and confidence in him? Or it would be, okay, God, here I am. Mm. Parich, preacher, parich. (laughs) <laughs> i didn't mean Amen. to <laughs> now um i'm just gonna shift a bit you've written books wow Letty, where you have there's an overflow of stuff in you you have written books and you've published two on amazon so the other the one yeah. is called fear and trembling the other one is called importance a woman's perspective tell us about those books both those books are dear to me. I've actually written about six books and I'm in the process of publishing them right now. Honoring God with Fear and Trembling is actually my first book, which I wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It was a day where the Lord said, separate yourself today. And because I just Mm want to speak to you. Actually, I woke up that morning and I just separated myself. I spent the morning seeking God. It was basically the whole day. And after that, the Lord said, sit down. I'm going to talk to you about the fear of the Lord. Write it down. So the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit ministered everything that I wrote in that book. So I cannot even attribute it to myself. Um, Hence, I called book um, Honoring the Lord with Fear and Trembling. Because it's also... Mm -hmm. Uh, something that left me in awe of God and in awe of Holy Spirit, how he can actually Mm. speak and teach us the word of God. So I wrote it all down and and just shared that with everybody. And the second book is Impotence from a Woman's Perspective. So again, as a pastor and as as a woman, you're dealing with lots of ladies who have issues. One of the problems or the challenges that women have come to me with, I will give you the very first time where my eyes just opened up and my mouth was left like, ah, I was like, oh my goodness, people have problems out there. So a woman Mm. came to me, Faith, 
and she 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 was ready to walk with the lord she wanted to leave her past behind she she just needed to move on and so she talked to me and i was counseling her my pastor at the time actually gave uh, brought this woman to me so that i could counsel her i wasn't a pastor at the time and um mm-hmm. she she says to me you know what i did i slept with my sister's husband and i slept with my husband's brother yes and sure. i was like of course as a counselor you do not show shock or anything so the spirit of the lord gave me the ability to just be calm and to listen and to let her go through and eventually she says the problem is that my husband could not get it up at home my husband has not been sleeping with me because he is impotent he is going through um this challenge and every time i try to talk to him he wants to scream and shout he does not want to hear what i have to say he does mm. he pretends as though it's his problem alone but what he does not understand is that it's my problem too i have needs too and when he closes mm. me out and he shuts me out i feel all alone and you know sometimes i don't know how to handle it and unfortunately mm. because she was not in the lord at that time the way she chose to handle it was to destroy other people's relationship that was not the only case and the lord just began to show me so many other the the situations and cases and some of them faith would be women whom i would have looked at from your normal perspective and i would have thought everything was great with them i would have thought they've got great mm. marriages they're driving beautiful cars they've got beautiful homes mm. women who've made it and mm. they sit down and they tell you their story and they're like my husband has not touched me in 5 years this is mm. what is going on i know he's not having an affair i i i know that he's not messing around in any way it's just that he uh, his manhood is not working so what mm. i was trying to bring about from that book was women we need to be there for each other because it's difficult for one woman to go and share that with another woman because women mm. ridicule each other mm-hmm. women are not their sister's keepers at the best of times so it's difficult for women to share that and it's also difficult for them to share it with their husband because their husbands are embarrassed their husbands mm. are also going through the trauma of it and they don't want to talk to them so i was trying mm. to create that space of listen you are not alone there are other people out there who are with you and and some people who have made worse worse choices than you have mm. who have made worse mistakes than you have so that is what mm. that book is about looking at impotence from the woman's perspective that You know like even men's clinic they shouldn't be focusing on the man alone they should be focusing mm. on the woman too both of them must go to the to the doctor and find out what's going on so that the woman mm. can be supported through this guy's unfortunate journey so that's what wow. that book is about deep topic very vulnerable and i totally understand how it's not easy for people to talk about it but like you you already took that huge step to put it out there so people can actually be away something like that is happening is there any follow up to that do you still meet face to face with 
people that are in that find themselves in that space or you just left it at the book because i really feel the more the church talks about this the less issues in marriage will 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 be actually absolutely faith i actually plan in the you know in the coming season first of all there is a sequel to that book there's there's a part 2 of it where we look at impotence from a christian perspective that is where we are looking at can you pray for somebody's manhood i believe that if if god can heal cancer if god can heal hiv if god can heal a headache surely mm. we can pray about these issues and god will restore god is a god mm. of restoring so we are looking at it now from a christian perspective and i have mm. had people come to me and say my husband is not consummating my relationship our marriage i've got the right to go i can leave him but then the thing is that you have made a covenant not between mm. you and your husband but a covenant between you your husband and god surely before you turn your back on this man because he cannot have sex with you there are things that we need to look at there there are certain perspectives that we need to look at so that is what the book is going to look at that's mm-hmm. um impotence from a christian perspective and also looking at hopefully after the pandemic scare and all of this is over I'm actually looking of just doing a small seminar conference for women you know that are going through that and of course it's I'm trying to keep it as private as possible because it's mm. one of those topics that women find difficult to talk about but I I really would encourage and if there are any women out there who are listening and they're interested in this topic and in this subject I really really would encourage them to get in touch with me as well cuz i'd love to hear the their perspectives and i'd love to hear mm. how we can help other women out there i'm so willing to partner with with anyone out there who's willing to help other women mm. who are going through this that's so awesome letiwe so listeners letiwe is going to give us the the website address that you can find information about her from she's going to give us her social media handles in case you are interested in in getting in touch with her but let's we just repeat the names of the book so that people can go to amazon and check it out for themselves okay the first one is honoring god with fear and trembling and the mm-hmm. second one is impotence from a woman's perspective okay so there you go listeners and let's see where we almost at the end but i i wanted to ask you two more questions throughout all the things that we've we've talked about i just wanted to find out i know you've spoken about the role that god has played god has spoken so many things to you and you've actually walked them out in obedience and obviously he's the source of of how your life has turned out but how has your family played a role in your life in terms of your parents but also your husband and your children they've been so supportive all of the all of the way one of the challenges that i faced way was that i i have ran from god i've run away from the calling for a very long time and my husband is actually one of my pillars because he would constantly remind me and say listen this is where you should be this is where you should be and unless you find your place with god unless you seek god and uh, position yourself where he wants you position you are never going to have that fullness of joy so instrumental my children as well have been very instrumental there 
there are uh, those people who, who will say, Mommy, go for it. Mommy, whatever the Lord is saying you must do, you, you, you do it. As when we started the ministry about a year ago, almost a year ago now, we started on the 8th of September. Mm. My daughter was in children's ministry. She was in worship. She was in helping out with social media. So they had to put on a lot of hats to, to get me going and to help mm. me before we grew and we are still growing. So my children really have been a, a pillar of strength and they've been such an anchor in my life. And so have my parents. My father actually has got a property in Zimbabwe in a place called Gwanda. And he's actually leasing that property out to a church and when I asked him about it, he said, the reason why I am leasing it out to a church, my child, is because I know that God has called you. And so I am planting a seed that when you also go out there, you are not going to struggle. Can you imagine what that's, a great that's, family? That's such a beautiful display of community. I mean, when God says he places us in families, he knows why he's put us in that family and like you really described it so well, how all those people in your family are just connecting and working with you and supporting you. It's like they're lifting up your hands and also driving you. Go for it. Keep going. We are with you all the way. And that's really so beautiful. Do you have any mentors in your life? And do you really think it's important to have a mentor in case someone is listening and they don't even know where to start or what to do? Yes, absolutely. It's very important to have a mentor. Nobody can do it alone. You know, we all need someone who is going to give us direction in the different aspects of our lives. So I have found that I have had different mentors in different areas of my life. I've had mm -hmm. mentors for my challenges and my walk as a wife. I have mentors for my walk as a, a minister of God's word now as a pastor. Mm. I have mentors in the area of leadership. So I, I find that mentors are necessary because they have walked the walk. They have mm. um, had the experience. So there are certain things that certain things, especially challenges, hurdles that I don't have to go through because they mm. have gone through, they have gone through it. And they're also, God is a God of connection. So there are certain connections that they already have that I don't need to start establishing from the ground. So it would be wise for anybody who's listening out there to get themselves a mentor, someone who will help them push the vision forward mm, mm. you seem to have so many things going on what is in the future for Letue and what should we be expecting from you right now Faith I'm actually just finishing up a, a book on delegation I'm looking at delegation in the workplace and also delegation mm -hmm. from a parenting perspective where I'm very passionate about the fact that our children nowadays it's difficult to give them tasks and, and then they do it. So it's like, how do we delegate tasks to our children? How do we delegate chores to our children? Uh, what are the attitudes that we're going to expect? And also in the workplace where one shouldn't feel that you are indispensable to a company and you want to do everything by yourself. You want to burn yourself out trying to meet the deadlines and how it's important mm -hmm. to groom other people 
whom you can trust to do the work with you for you. So that's mm. um, what I'm currently working on right now. That's the book I'm, I'm just completing now, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I'm also working on the ministry. Our ministry is Kingdom Upraised Ministry, and the Lord has been so faithful. He is growing it. He is growing the ministry. He's growing the work of the Lord. So that's uh, one aspect that I'm busy with. Right now, we have just been given a property and the property is basically empty. So we are working at sprucing it up and making it look like a beautiful church that where everybody can just come and feel at home and uh, be comfortable wow. worshiping in. God is uh, amazing. You know, when he calls you, what does he do? He just gives you all the resources. He gives you everything you. that you need to yeah. do his work. Looking forward to coming one of the days to worship with you when everything is opened up again and also looking forward to the books that are coming any last words to listeners that can actually ignite that flame of hope for anyone who's feeling hopeless or despondent especially during this COVID season no I just want to say Zechariah 4 verse 6 says it is not by might nor by power but it is by my spirit says the Lord with God there's absolutely nothing that is impossible because everything is done by his spirit. He is all powerful. He's, he's all knowing. And I just want to encourage people as well. In Isaiah 1 verse um, in 19, the word of the Lord says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Just be willing mm-hmm. to be God's vessel. Just be willing mm-hmm. not only to be God's vessel, not only to be willing, but also be obedient to what the Lord tells you to do. Just Mm. trust in the Lord. Trust that God will use you. The Lord is not a respecter of persons. He just wants a Mm. person who is willing, a person who will say, yes, Lord, I will do it. I will will step out into the waters. Someone who will say, God, I have confidence. I trust you and I believe in you and I will do whatever it is you tell me to do. Even if it is difficult, Lord, I will do it. That's the only Mm. attitude that is needed. And I just also want to reiterate that even if you fail, I have failed so many times, Faith, you know, and I'm still failing at some things. Mm. And sometimes I think, oh my goodness. But the thing that keeps me going is the fact that God has spoken a word and he will bring that word to pass. So even if you fail once, get up and do it again. If you fail Mm. twice, get up again. The word of the Lord tells us that a righteous man will fall how many times? Seven times. And he will rise again. So keep on rising, keep on rising and do not listen to the voice of negativity. There are experts out there who are not experts, who will tell you why you shouldn't do something, who will tell you that you are not good enough, who will tell you that it has been done before and the people who did it failed. Let me tell you, you are not those people that did it. And let me tell you that the voices of negativity do not have the final say, but God mm. has the final say. So drown mm. out all negative thoughts. Sometimes it's thoughts that are coming from your own head. So sometimes you need mm. to fight with your own 
attitude and your own thought and just keep forging forward and trusting the Lord. And I tell you, you'll see God coming through for you in a mighty way. Amen. God appoints. God appoints and gives us dreams that we need to pursue. Thank you so much, Letiwe. But before I let you go, one final thing. If someone wants to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? Please give us your your website address and your social media platforms. And also remind them where they can get your books. Okay. Anyone can contact me. You can check me out on letiwe.nube.com. That's letiwe.nube.com. You can also go to my um, Instagram. My handle there is at leti at Leti, L-E-T-H-I-E. Facebook account, that's Letiwe Nube as well. So you can find me on all those social media uh, handles. I also have a YouTube channel where I just put one or two inspiring thoughts once in a while. That's also Letiwe Nube. Um, you just go to YouTube, you type in Letiwe Nube. So you can use any of those handles to get in touch with me. On my personal website, you also will find my email address feel free to use that you can email me at any point and at any time this has been an amazing interview so much that you spoke that i think i need to go back and re-listen and assimilate thank you so much Letiwe, for sharing your time sharing your wisdom and encouragement and actually reminding us to hold on to our dreams and to actually pursue them if god has spoken he's appointed us and we need to just run with it so thank you so much thank you as well faith thank you for blessing me with this time it has been an awesome chat are you still feeling like your life is formless hopeless or that nothing is going on for you hold on the god of hope is still working he never stops working and soon your life will turn around and you'll be like that tree of life that is able to nourish those around you Hold on. Thank you so much for listening to the very first podcast of Hope Stories. Looking forward to hearing from you. Send through your comments. Share with family and friends. And subscribe so that you can be able to download the next episode that will come out. Till then, keep the hope.